Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health using nutrition and fitness. And this is episode 97. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about secret binge eating, um, specifically around eating at night. So before we dive into today's very uh, interesting topic, um, I just want to take a few moments just to let you guys know who are listening how you can get involved and how you could use some of our products and services at Fitter Healthier Dad. So as you know, we have the TT40 method um, framework, which is based on three core principles of metabolism, movement and mindset. And there's three ways that you can work with us either the digital program, which you can buy and download from tt40.fitterhealthierdad.com, or you can get involved in the coaching. So that's either group coaching in groups of five or one-to-one coaching. And if you go to coaching.fitterhealthierdad.com, you can get some more information there. So let's delve into today's topic. Um, And the reason why I'm smiling, the reason why um, it's an interesting topic is because this is so common, but everybody that I speak to think that they are the only ones that do it. They think they have got a problem. They think they are bad. Um, So I want to kind of really delve into that today and why it happens and then what we can do to kind of overcome it and to mitigate against it. So Binge eating, kind of, if anybody's old enough um, who's listened to this will, uh, and is in the UK will, rec- will um, remember the R. White's lemonade advert where they were a secret lemonade drinker. And that's the kind of theme that comes up for me when I'm talking about kind of binge eating in the evening. So the general scenario is um, you have your meal in the evening. You know, if you get home at a reasonable time, six, seven o'clock, um, and then, you know, you, you've had your meal, you've had a nice meal and then you kind of, you're relaxing for the evening. So you might be sitting down watching TV, you might be reading a book, having a conversation, whatever it is you're doing. And then we get to around about eight, eight thirty, and maybe we've seen something on the TV. Maybe we've just watched a program. Um, and we're like, Hmm, I feel a little bit peckish. So off you go to the kitchen and you have a little delve around in the kitchen. And let's be honest, right? At that point, you are not looking for something that's nice and healthy, um, some fruit. You may be, but the majority of guys that I work with don't. And then what happens is you may start delving into the drawer where the kids' snacks are. You're looking for a packet of crisps, or you're looking for some biscuits or some chocolate bars. And then the... Um, kind of nightmare begins. And why I say a nightmare, because when you're when you're going through this process, and I'm speaking from experience with this, um, you are conscious of what you're doing, right? So you are, in your mind, you want something sweet to eat, okay? You feel like you're craving 
And this is the word that's often used, craving. I'm craving some chocolate. I'm craving some crisps. And so you find it and then you delve in, you start eating it. And the, the thoughts going through your mind, I know I shouldn't be eating it. I know I shouldn't be eating it. I'll be good tomorrow. I'll stop next week. Um, I know this is bad for me, but it's, you know, and, and, and you carry on going through that process. Then if it goes to the extremes, you might sit back down in the lounge. You might get back to the sofa or do back to whatever you're doing. You could even be working uh, still late at night. And so you've had a biscuit or you've had a bag of crisps. You're like, mm, that was nice. Then you don't give your time. You don't give your gut time to tell your brain. Actually, that was nice. I'm full up now because there's a communication that goes between the gut and the brain. And so you go back to the cupboard again and then you delve in again and it just kind of man magnifies from there. You know, if it's a, if it's a biscuit, you might then take the biscuits pack back to where you were and you'll start eating the biscuits. You're like, mm, well, this, you know, I'm, I'm only going to have one more. I'm only going to have one more. We're only going to have one more packet of crisps. And then before you know it, you've eaten the whole lot. And then the guilt starts to come in, right? Then the guilt is, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I feel rubbish now. Um, I won't do that tomorrow. I'll be better tomorrow. But this is a snowball effect, and it just continues and continues and continues. So what's actually happening here from a, I guess from a, I'll delve into the science really of it, is that there's two main um, neurotransmitters that we have, which is serotonin and dopamine. And what happens is serotonin exists in the gut um, and it messages between the brain and the gut. Okay. And serotonin stabilizes our mood um, and dopamine gives signals of reward. So what happens is when you are going towards a sweet cupboard or you've decided you or your brain, you think your brain has told you you're craving, the dopamine is kicking in because it's the reward. It's the reward of I'm going to have a chocolate biscuit. That's going to really taste nice. I'm really going to enjoy that, but I know I shouldn't have it. And then the serotonin um, is what then lightens the mood, gives us, you know, gives us that feeling of, oh, that was nice. I really, you know, contentment and things like that. The challenge is that when we get on this kind of train, if you like, is that the serotonin and the stuff that goes on in the gut doesn't have time to go from the gut to the brain. Um, to trigger in the brain that you're full up, you don't need any more. So you carry on going, okay? You carry on going, and it's only 10, 15 minutes later, after you finish the whole pack, after you've had three or four bags of crisps, after you've had that whole chocolate bar, does it then signal to the brain that you're full up now, but, you know, you haven't, give, you haven't given that process time to actually occur. And then you sit there or you stand there or whatever you're doing, and you're like, oh, I feel rough now. I don't feel very well. Um, that was nice, but now I'm, I'm not, I'm suffering. And then what happens is if it's close to your bedtime, your heart rate is elevated because the digestive system is still processing all that food that then affects your sleep. Because when you, we go to sleep, um, about an hour or three, one to three hours before we go to sleep, that's when we want to start being preparing the body. And this sounds all complicated, but it's actually not once you break it down, to the fundamentals. It's really not. You just stop eating three hours before you go to bed. Quite simple. Um, well, say quite simple. It's easy to say, harder to do. And so what happens is once you've had that binge, um, you then, when you go to bed, your heart rate is elevated. That then disrupts your sleep. 
you don't get as good a night's sleep and it just snowballs on from there because the next day if the sleep is disrupted enough you will um be fatigued and then unconsciously your body or your brain will start looking for stimulants stimulants because you feel tired or you feel a little bit jaded or you're not switched on cognitively and it just manifests it just carries on from there so that's kind of what's happening now we are conscious we are very conscious of what we're doing but it's almost like this thing and I, I talk to guys about this all the time it's like they can't stop it's almost like you feel possessed right and this is all these neurotransmitters and chemicals that are going on in the body as, as it happens so what causes it there are so many things that can cause you to do that it could be things un completely unrelated to food so it could be that like i've just said you've had a poor night's sleep you're feeling tired you know and you're you crave this pick me up and obviously the sugar in the in the sweet stuff and the fat the fat more importantly will be the kind of satiating element to um the binge eating um make you feel kind of full and that kind of thing but it might be things like you've had a bad day you know you've had a really stressful day at work and you know that is you know you just need some serotonin you don't know this this is all unconsciously going on in in the back of your mind some serotonin to lighten your mood and then obviously the dopamine is that is the build-up to i'm going to have a chocolate bar um so it might be it might be a bad day at work so you might be stressed it might be stuff going on in your relationship. It might be stuff going on with the kids. The kids are kicking off. Kids have had a bad day at school. The kids are sick. You've not had much sleep. So all of this stuff builds up to us kind of binge eating. So really the purpose of, or yeah, the purposes of this episode really is to let you know that you're not in the minority. You're in the majority. I have, I, I would say from all the guys that I've coached, I probably have come across one or two people that have not said that, that they don't binge eat. Pretty much every single man that I've come across binge, binge eats in the evening. Um, and it's just the way it is. So, but there's lots of things that we can do um, to be aware, you know, to, to kind of mitigate against it. The first thing that I like and that I use in the TT40 method is something called the capsule cupboard. And what it means basically is that you only have foods in the house that you know are good for you or they're going to help you achieve whatever goal it is from a nutritional standpoint. So that could be healthy eating, that could be fat loss, that could be weight loss, which is all well when you don't have kids in the house. If you don't have kids in the house, that's very easy to do. Unfortunately, unless your kids have been brought up where they haven't been exposed to all these sweets, chocolates and snacks, it's unlikely that you can have you can avoid not having them in the house. OK, I mean, I, I even went to an extreme at one point where the stuff that that kind of stuff would be hidden from me <laughs> so that when that craving hit. Um, I couldn't go, you know, I couldn't get access to that to that stuff. Um, so that obviously yeah, that's an extreme that's I mean a lot of this is about awareness and then changing habits okay and in order to change a habit you have to change the environment and changing the environment means not having it in the cupboard if it's not there you can't eat it um, so so that's another thing yeah so then there's obviously stress family stress um, then you know there could also be you could be 
dehydrated. So you might not have had enough water. You feel like you're hungry and therefore you feel like you need to eat something and you always naturally gravitate towards the sugary, fatty snacks um, that, that are available. So it could be hydration. It could be something psychological, like an advert has just come on the TV. You know, a lot of people don't realize that there's a huge amount of psychology that goes behind not just advertising, but food advertising. There are actually food psychologists who are employed to ensure that food has a certain bite to it when you first eat it, a certain crunch, and they spend millions of pounds trying to get that perfect bite, that perfect crunch, which entices us. So you may have well just seen an advert for a packet of crisps. I know walkers, and I'm going to call them out, are renowned for this. Getting to that point where you can hear that crunch. And with all these modern TVs and surround sounds now, it's like, you know, you've just opened the bag of crisps. So there's a psychological element behind it, and it could be advertisement on the, on, on the TV. You could genuinely have a genetic disorder, uh, in which case, you know, you definitely have to go. Uh, if you believe that is the case, you definitely have to go uh, and see a GP. But I would advocate you trying out things first. So changing the environment, removing things from the environment, if you can even go to the extremes. If you're that committed and you have children in the house and you can't get rid of them snacks, hide them, get them hidden so they're away from you. And once you've broken that that kind of um, that habit, when you've broken the chain, you'll gradually feel better um, and you'll gradually have the ability to um, be able to to ignore those cravings. And that that's the other thing. Coming back to the awareness side of things, it's 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 almost you ha almost have to have this internal conversation with yourself or your conversation with your partner. You can say, look, I'm really craving some crisps or some chocolate, but I know that I don't want to have it because I know it's going to affect what I'm trying to achieve, whether that's healthy living, weight loss, fat loss, like I said. Um, so what am I going to do about it? And you can, and it sounds crazy, but have that conversation either internally with yourself or with a partner or WhatsApp your friend. Keep Have an accountability partner with your friend. That's a great way of making sure um, that you're keeping on track. So and, and just go through that process, recognize that you're having those cravings, then go and have yourself a glass of water. OK, wait 10 minutes. And I say this all the time, but it works so well every single time that after 10 minutes, when it's had time to get processed, it's unlikely that you that you'll still feel hungry. And there's a difference between hunger and cravings. Now, the other area that I, I always go towards is that if you are consistently what you believe to be craving sweet stuff, it's generally fats that the body's craving. Now, unfortunately, in these products, they are really bad fats. And then you might be thinking, well, all fats are bad. No, they're not. We need fats in our diet. We need good omega-3, 6, and 9 fats in our diet. And we need various different ratios of those. Mainly we need omega-3s. The brain is 60% fat and the brain needs fat in order to function, okay? So, but the problem with these products is particularly crisps, sweets, and chocolate is they put really bad inflammatory vegetable oil fats in these products. 
What that means is that it can create inflammation in the body, which at the time I'm recording this, when we're talking about um, immune systems, we want to have the least amount, zero inflammation in the body so that, you know, when we have viruses and things like this, the body has the capability to deal with this stuff. If you're constantly inflamed, it's already trying to fight its way just through daily living. And then you add a virus on top and that's what compounds it. And that's when you get very, very sick. But we need fats. And so it could be your body craving fats. So I'd look at the diet through the rest of your day. Are you having, you know, oily fish? Are you having eggs? Are you having nuts? Are you having real butter? Yes, real butter. None of this margarine spread because, again, it has really bad inflammatory fats in it. I don't care if it's Olivio. I don't care if it's Lurpak or the others. They, they have bad inflammatory fats in them. So we want to have real butter. So making sure you get enough fats in your diet, okay? Um, and amino acids. Amino acids are um, come from food mainly. Um, some of the core amino acids come from red meat, from chicken. So we want to be making sure we have a balanced protein source um, in our, on our plate, okay? So I'll have, have fish, we have red meat, or we have chicken. Um, if you're vegetarian, making sure you're having some, you know, some legumes some beans things like that okay making sure we're getting a good protein source so protein is satiating so we're filling so we're filling ourselves up so we don't feel hungry in the evenings um and then you know like i said routine is a big thing if you for if if each evening you are going through a the same routine you're having your dinner you're sorting out the kids you're sitting down to tv you're watching the same program mix it up go in a different room watch a different program, read a book. Then you, if it's breaking that cycle. It's breaking that habit that when you get to that point in the evening and you, you start delving into the suite and the snack cupboard, that you've changed your environment, you've changed your habit. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the scientific side of it, obviously with the serotonin and the dopamine is a, is a really important one to understand because it's not that you're weak. It's not that you're weak-willed. It's not necessary that you've even got an issue. Understanding how the serotonin and the dopamine works from a neurotransmitter perspective in the brain, you can understand why you're behaving like you are, okay? So putting put those, those things in place really will enable you to kind of avoid this. So it was a, it was a short episode today, but I, I really, really hope that helps. So really to, to summarize what I've said, first of all, change your environment, change your habit. Um, if you can change your environment, do something different in the evening, keep the mind occupied. It's likely that you won't even feel like you need to snack. Secondly, if you can run the capsule cupboard method, okay? So you don't even have the products in the house. If you can't, then have your family, make it a game. Make it a game with the kids and the wife and the partner. Hide it. So, so, so you can't find it, okay? If you can't find it, you can't eat it. Then uh, thirdly is have some water, okay? Have some water uh, and then see if you still feel hungry. And if you still feel hungry after that, maybe have some fruit. But really, I would encourage you not to eat three hours before you go to sleep. So if you go to sleep at um, 10 o'clock at night, you don't want to be eating past 7 o'clock. So it gives you a chance, your digestive system chance to process what's left and then you know your heart rate lowers and you get a good 
decent night's sleep because that is the catalyst to that to then it's just a snowball effect the next day okay and you potentially will overeat or eat the wrong things i'll say the wrong things but eat things that aren't good for your overall health the next day okay so those are the the, the four things um i was going to come up with a fifth one then but i can't remember what the fifth one is but yeah, I, I really, really hope this helps. And really the message from this episode today is that you're not alone. Um, you know, there are lots of people, lots of men. I would say the majority of men struggle with this based on my experiences in, in coaching coaching men over these years. Um, so like I said, if you are interested in the TT40 method, there's the digital program that you can do yourself. There's the group coaching. And then there's the one-to-one coaching so if you go to tt40.fitterhealthyourdad.com for the digital program or coaching.fitterhealthyourdad.com or you can email me darren at fitterhealthyourdad.com and then we can go through um, the options that are available to you. So that's it for this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and you get some value from it and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.